Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday, June 24th. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Right before the weekend, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. Uh, I hope we got an exciting Frogman Friday for you. We're going to mix in a little uh, Tweet Tuesday, even though it's Friday, because, you know, I wasn't here Tuesday. And uh, I always enjoy putting some uh, tweets on air, if you will. Um, and also, as always... The call lines are open. I like whatever Wednesday is like the main call line, but I I often think of Frogman Friday as another one. Rick Sign Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Yes, we're going to talk about Supreme Court. Uh, we talked uh, with Lauren Garcia about the school choice um, today. As I woke up, I had planned to talk about the Second Amendment ruling, and then Roe v. Wade was overturned. So we're going to talk about those on the show as well um and what its impacts are here uh in nebraska what we already know with um you know our elected officials and and what's been said about roe v wade and then clearly uh i'm big on any time there's second amendment stuff so that's kind of the outline of the show but there was a really funny segment if you didn't hear it this morning on lnk today uh with jack and friends jack and i caleb henry had a great segment, and I need to set it up. Listen, okay, I mentioned yesterday, if you're a longtime dedicated listener to DTL, that we were still getting a bunch of texts during DTL for LNK Today, the morning shows, request line Friday. And I kept seeing them come in, and, and they make the flow for us, obviously talking about something else, because we... uh Two different shows, different personalities, all that type of stuff. And I think it's great for Lincoln and Lancaster County. I think it's great for KLIN. Um, but let's be honest, the two shows, we do see the world a little differently sometimes. And anyway, so Johnny, Johnny Cadillac, the producer of the show, goes ahead as I'm talking to you and texts our own text line yes, requesting a song from Drive Time Lincoln to the morning show. And so I, of course, joking, put back, you know, hell yeah, let's do it, you know, whatever. And that was just kind of the end of it. And then here we go. We're going to pick up LNK today here in this clip for a few minutes. Uh, the DTL guys are requ- wait that Johnny and Commander Jack are yeah. requesting songs jointly. So I looked, are they a I looked, couple for the purposes of requesting songs? I saw what happened during the five o'clock hour yesterday. Johnny Cadillac texts in his request and then he puts it in the prep page. Commander Jack responds to his text, "Heck yes!" And I'm like, "You guys can just like tell me. <laughs> uh, you guys don't have to send texts back and forth to make sure I see your request." Now, this one I know we can do a long intro for, and I can still hit the post about a minute from now. Yes. On this thing. Yes. I mean, you get the guitars that go up pretty hard, and then, and then, uh, oh, are you leaving? Oh, well, hold on for another five minutes. Jeez. Sorry, they're taking my dog away already. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's Metallica with Enter Sandman.
song for a Friday morning. DGL spreading that weekend joy. I open. The commander's coming for you. Exit light. Hey. And tonight, hell, take my hand. Richard Cheese has a very good version of this. We're off to Never Never Land. <laughs> uh, thank you, DTL guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Nora. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing all over again. Thank you, LNK Today and Jack Mitchell and I, Caleb Henry, because... Um, the touche first of all the the fact you played it <laughs> but what made it for me was that if you didn't listen this morning jack mitchell actually got to meet his new dog on the show as i've been briefed and during the middle of the play up they they his family leaves and takes the dog and he's caught between putting <laughs> our song on but what made up for it was the parody of which they made fun of this show, and I love it. Um, like I said, touche to them. They made me laugh. If you can't laugh at yourself, there's something wrong. Um, and I think it's so funny because I just talked with my family and a lot of people about this. I am a realist. I generally default to uh, a little bit of a scowl and anger, and I think that comes across on the radio when I get passionate about a subject. Sure. And I thought their parody of, <laughs> of you know, a great song for the weekend, DTL, and then Caleb, you know, doing the commander's coming for you. Um <laughs> Awesome. And and it fits. I hate to say it, but it does fit. And uh, I always, I'm trying to make the show here at DTL a little more happy and a little more light. But, you know, sometimes I just get into it. You know, that's my mission. No, and I was listening to it live this morning on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. And when they got to that pit, I said, right away, I said, I'm going to find this when I get in. And as soon as the commander walks in, assuming he has other things going on, make sure he hears this clip. So I played it for you. And the first question you asked me is, can we play that on our show? Oh, I, I loved it, guys. I hope the audience, uh, both in LNK Today and DTL, appreciates it because it, it, that was well done by those guys. We walked right into that one. and uh, But I'll tell you what, the shoe fits. And <laughs> it still has me laughing because uh, in, in the end of the day, Again, I'm a realist, a little Machiavellian. Those guys are more creative than I am, and uh, that was good. That was a good way to to get us a little bit, and uh, and I liked it. It, it made me giggle. Um, okay, let's let's roll back again. The call lines are open four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Already got a talk a uh, couple of texts from Dakota and Scott. We'll go over, uh, but let's let's roll back to this Second Amendment one with SCOTUS. I kind of picked it up. I'm going to mix in a little uh, tweet Tuesday. Uh, saw Jim Harold uh, of Omaha. I don't. I don't know who he is. Don't even know how I got his text. Uh, his response to it was: "We still have a civil society, comma, but it's becoming much less so. The Supreme Court has just made it even more difficult to maintain a civil society. The idea that we want to be a nation where everyone runs around armed is simply institutional anarchy." Uh Jim, I disagree. Uh, verbatim, folks, my tweet back, which I'm going to get the tweet of the week on this one, is the legal fact they can, meaning we the citizens can legally run around firearms, doesn't mean they or we will. As a matter of fact, while most patty cake 
over this in the media, courts, and campaigns, the bad actors carry guns regardless of this ruling and the laws. And this helps law-abiding Americans be prepared to defend themselves. And it's constitutional. Period. The end. Um, it's pretty clear what the Constitution says. In the case of the Supreme Court, um, it was a case in New York that had placed very strict limits on carrying guns outside of the home. And other states scrambled to do similar restrictions. Um, and the Supreme Court weighed in and said, that's unconstitutional. Right? You can't do that. And in a lot of states, they don't have this issue. Um, so this ruling is going to uh, loosen state and federal restrictions, and it'll force five states, California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, and New Jersey, um, which is a quarter of the American population, 25%, to rewrite their laws. Um, and yes, it follows the shootings in Buffalo and Uva, Texas, um, and it also is right on the background of the Senate passing gun control legislation, um, you know, at least significant, very significant legislation in the last three decades. You know, and what they passed in the Senate was, uh, you know, background checks for progressive uh, prospective gun buyers age 18 to 21. Uh, they, they also agreed to provide incentives for states to enact so-called red flags law and tighten the federal ban on domestic abusers by firearms. Okay. Um, listen, I, I don't know any other way to say this. It's okay if I guess people want to live with their head in the sand or not in reality, but this is exactly one of the facts of why I'm such a hard realist. First of all, we have from way back in the formation of our country, the constitution, and it clearly says that we have the right to bear arms in this country. And it's twofold. Yes, way back when, in defense of the country, okay? And because of their experience under different rules, different governments, it is also so that you can have resistance to an oppressive government, okay? And so they put it into the Constitution, <laughs> And that has been debated here, now, and another thing. But the fact remains, it's in the Constitution. We really shouldn't have to move much further than that, um, but we have. Second, people that want to get weapons, whether it be guns, knives, brass knuckles, uh, bombs, people that want to do that, for whatever their scrambled brain is, to use, to no doubt do something against the law, go find those things. And almost exclusively illegally. Yes, there are cases where people have acquired legal firearms and have committed crimes. Of course it's there. But the point remains that the vast majority of violence with a weapon or a gun weapon, and the people that are carrying them are not only criminals themselves or are about to commit criminal acts, but have gotten the weapons illegally. 
So the weapons for evil people are never going away, folks. You can legislate whatever you want. You can put in whatever you want. But to restrict the law-abiding citizens of America who have a constitutional right is lunacy. Now, you notice I didn't say it makes everything safer, okay? It just gives you a chance. It gives you a chance if you choose to want to know how to safely use and legally have a firearm to defend yourself if you decide to carry. It is not going to cause a vast majority of Americans to start carrying, all right? Most people have made their decision about that long ago, all right? And certainly, to Jim Harold, <laughs> it does not take us closer to a precipice of chaos or to not have a civil society. As a matter of fact, there is a reason that America, the most free place in the history of man, is also the most armed and has the most law enforcement to maintain civility. And so I can't disagree with him more. I can't disagree with the people that think, you know, all the guns need to go away and we need to have tons of restrictions. All right. There is an enemy clear and present. A vast majority of them are our own Americans. And this Supreme Court decision only reinforced the Constitution of the United States. It really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay. And off we go. It's just the most interesting thing (laughs) that we want to get all fired up about this. Now, having said that, we're going to get a heck of a lot more fired up about Roe v. Wade. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, (laughs) yeah. There's, there's no doubt about it, you know, and, and we will get to that as the show goes on. A couple on the text line, uh, you know, Dakota brings up uh, anyone who thinks ARs can go against tanks and drones from the power of an oppressive government is delusional. But agreed to a point. And first of all, let's clarify, AR means Armalite rifle, not assault rifle. It is a rifle. So, you know, anytime just... You know, plink, plink guns, a rifle, um, any of us, you know, anybody thinks that you're going to uh, be able to do something about, say, a tank, uh, you're wrong. Um, but nonetheless, um, it's still nice to be armed and it's your right. And certainly um, you'd have to have very lucky shots and probably a lot of uh, rifle shooting and a drone to do anything about it. Um, but it creates um, the ability of having an armed society. Um, to have that threat if a government decided to be extremely oppressive, which I don't necessarily think our government's ever going to say, hey, you know, I think we should just take over the population and, you know, create our own government a la Russia or Stalin or, you know, Hugo Chavez down in in uh, in uh, Venezuela, excuse me. So um, good point there, um, without a doubt. Um I will definitely, Dakota, talk about your comments with regard to Roe v. Wade. Uh, Let's get uh, Richard on line one. He's talked a lot about gun control to me. Richard, welcome. 
Well, Commander, I'm not buying everything you're saying about the the importance of people having weapons uh, on their person or easy access to them. Uh, it seems to me that back in the days of the Old West, everybody walked around with a six-shooter on his hip, and if they had a beef with somebody, you shoot it out. But I'd like to think our society has gotten better than that, and I'd like to think that we can use uh, trained and uh, 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 disciplined law enforcement people to keep the peace. And it just, it makes me just cringe to think of some guy that maybe buys a, a weapon, you know, supposedly for self-defense. He sees a shooting taking place in a supermarket and he pulls out his pistol and starts blazing away with no training, no fire discipline. And I just think that's dangerous for our society. I I wouldn't disagree with what you just said, but let me break it down real quick. Number one, I think it's a fallacy that everybody in the Wild West was carrying, you know, on the hip and, and there certainly were shootings. But I know what you're saying with that. And again, I don't think that that's what this is. And I'm certainly not saying it. What I'm saying is, is the Supreme Court is upholding and you and I have debated a little bit about what the Second Amendment exactly says. But the Supreme Court has weighed on that several times. And we do have a constitutional right to have firearms. You agree? We do. Uh, but you're you're totally re- writing out the whole clause that says a well-regulated militia being necessary. Now, I will grant you that historically, probably everybody had their their single-shot muzzle loader at home with them, not at the armory. But at some point in time, we moved away from that, and. Even our National Guard troops don't have their rifles or their pistols or things at home. They're locked up in the armory. That's true. But it doesn't, but but the point is, is, and I won't shy away from the well regulated militia. That's in there. You're correct. But the Supreme Court has interpreted all that to say Americans have a right to a firearm. And they, it's one of the worst Supreme Court decisions since uh, the Dred Scott decision that said separate but equal is the law of the land. But you will agree uh, it is the law of the land right now? Absolutely. As a former attorney, I'll have to agree that what the Supreme Court says is the law of the land. Okay, i got to take a break, and then I'll come back, um, and I'll cover some of the other thoughts. And I appreciate your thoughts, because I think a lot of Americans have the same thoughts you do. Okay, thanks for the call, Richard. All right. All right, we got to take a break. 1499 3KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 3KLIN. All right, hey, you've uh, heard us talk uh, with Executive Travel about Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine and the certified Piedmontese fundraiser. KLIN is a proud partner with uh, Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine and certified Piedmontese beef. Uh, we're offering an extra special bargain deal right now on KLIN.com. Uh, you can purchase a box of 66-ounce burger patties of high-quality premium certified Piedmontese beef. With our exclusive $100 off bargain deal, all proceeds will go to Operation Safe Harbor, a local nonprofit raising funds to support Ukrainian refugees that have fled the war and are trying to find safe uh, harbor and build a new life in Poland. Uh, get a set for summer for that big 4th of July get-together. Each $150 box contains 15 pre-portioned four-packs of delicious premium burgers. Stock up your freezer, share with friends. 
After a purchase, your boxes can be picked up Wednesday, June 29th. Get all the info and reserve your box of certified Piedmontese beef burgers at KLIN.com. 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on a second segment of Frogman Friday here. Uh, Sending people off to a happy weekend, uh, despite what the LNK Today guys think of our inner Sandman music. Oh, man, I'm still feeling, uh, I don't want to say rebellious, but like... Oh, I love it. I think that's great cross. We need to figure that out. <laughs> we need to talk to them about doing uh, more of that, because yeah, uh, no, I, I, I like how they project the show. It, it, it brings some uh, levity and humor to it, uh, because you're right, oftentimes we do talk about very serious subjects on this show. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, okay, we are getting close to finishing up talking about the SCOTUS Second Amendment uh, you know, ruling earlier this week, and then we're going to move on to Roe v. Wade. So I know I've still got a lot of texts on both, and uh, I'm going to Hopefully, Debbie, you'll be the last caller here. So, uh, Debbie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks, Commander. I heard that the president said, oh, he told Jill, his wife, that there's no need for any kind of um, AR, any kind of pistol, just get a shotgun, and that would work. Well, uh, you probably understand this. He probably doesn't. I am a right-handed person, but I am left-eye dominant. Yes. So when I shoot, I have to, you know, close my right eye to shoot with my to aim, you know, with yes. my left eye. Yes. And you can't do that with a rifle because you can, you can do it with a handgun, but you can't do that with a rifle. I can't anyway because I'd have to hold it uh, on my left shoulder. Yeah, you'd have to be goofy, goofy-handed. Yeah, and then, so that doesn't work. So. He, he's just throwing out comments when he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Well, but again, but does that surprise you with Joe Biden? <laughs> no, it really doesn't, but it just kind of irritated me. <laughs> well, sure. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it does not work for everybody to make a blatant statement like that. Well, I know. That's a political statement. Appreciate the call, Debbie. You bet. Okay, you- bye. Uh, well, a lot of good tactical stuff in there from Debbie. Okay, uh, I do want to finish this subject and move on to Roe v. Wade. But uh, I will say this. Um, listen, a lot of people bring up the well-regulated militia part, and, and Richard has brought that up. But, folks, here's the deal. Uh, whether you want to read into it or not read into it, and Richard agrees. He's a lawyer. Every lawyer would agree. Right now, per the Constitution, per the laws, the Supreme Court, being able to own a firearm is every American's right, period, end of story. Okay, so that argument, you can have it all day. That's not what the law says. Um, second, um, you know, in the end, we just have our time expect accepting that evil people and people that want to do bad things get a hold of weapons, all kinds of weapons, and they generally do it illegally. So they're always going to have weapons. And so besides our constitutional right, Another good justification is to be able to le- excuse me, legally purchase firearms, um, whether you want a rifle or whether you want a shotgun or whether you want a pistol um, for both sport or defense. Um, it's, it's common sense. None of these laws, none of these arguments are going to cause more people on either side to carry. Let's just say the criminals are at 100%. They're always going to get them. 
Okay, so they're at 100%. Whoever on the other side of that who's law-abiding has already decided, given their personal situation, whether or not they want to carry them or not carry them on the street. I would agree with Richard. I don't want every American who's not well-trained deciding, hey, there's an active shooter. I'm going to run into that and start spraying and praying. No, I, I, that wouldn't be good. But it, it, it also wouldn't be the worst thing in some of these cases. It would have to be case by case. You'd have to look at it. This is what I'll say and what I do. Um, and I'm very highly trained, obviously. But the way I look at it is I would be about Americans, one, purchasing firearms from this point on. And I would tell you this. I would grandfather it, meaning if you already had your firearms, you already had them, but that you had to go through a safety course, okay, so that you get to know and prove that, just like driving, that you can be safe with the firearm that you've purchased. And two, I would also want you to go through a competency course, meaning you're able to show that you know how to use it safely and appropriately. You don't need to be high-level trained to do that, but we do that for a lot of things like automobiles and CDLs, et cetera, et cetera. That would just be me. That would be my going in kind of compromise to say, hey, there's nothing wrong with people being taught safety. Not everybody's mothers and fathers teach them that um, as a society. Um, But we know that wouldn't fly. As far as home defense and defense like this, I will tell you this, folks. Here's the deal. Handguns can be difficult, as Debbie said, um, depending on eye dominance, competency, to be good with and competent with, especially under stress. Um, rifles, we know that a lot of Americans use them to hunt, mainly. Um, other people for sport. Um, the AR-15s are nothing more than a rifle. Um, it just looks military, <laughs> which is it, it's a comical argument. But I will tell you this for self-defense in your house. A shotgun's perfectly fine. All right. A shotgun, um, you know, with a lot of different, you know, you can get salt pellets, you can get other things um, the, they're going to scare people and they, they're going to they're going to cause that person to think twice about entering your home or getting out fast. OK, so a lot of great low cost shotguns. Um, and I would suggest one with a shorter barrel because it's easier to maneuver because you're not necessarily looking to, you know, injure and maim this person forever you're looking to get them to stop doing the action if you're the type person that you know buys firearms for your house a shotgun is perfectly suited for that and i would recommend a a short barreled one legal of course and uh it gets the job done um and to debbie's point i think it's great debbie by the way if you're still listening because i'm left eye dominant as well and so I had to relearn in SEAL Team how I'm right-handed, how to shoot and see through my optics with my less dominant eye. And with my pistols, I've had to work really, really hard to draw my pistol kind of to the left side of my face a little bit as a muscle memory thing. And uh, and so it can be done because there was no way I was going to relearn how to carry a rifle on my left side and, and all of that stuff. Um, so uh, point taken there. All right, let's switch over uh, to Roe v. Wade. Uh, first of all, i got to give a little bit of a PSA. Branch Oak Observatory, our good friends, we're going to have uh, an event tonight uh, with James Arthur uh, Vineyards, and the weather is not cooperating, um, their wine and stargazing event. So make sure you check their website, their Facebook page, Branch Oak Observatory, Oak or go to the James Arthur Vineyards webpage for further details as they bring that out. Always having great events and partnering with uh, James Arthur Vineyards at the time. Okay, 
So the Supreme Court's like three for three if you're a conservative this week. Um, voted today to overturn Roe v. Wade. It's a landmark decision. Uh, the decision expected to lead abortion bans in roughly half the states. And of course, it's been met with a mix of anger and celebration across the country. First off, maybe we should say this, because the last time the left didn't like a decision, so to speak, um, they tried to burn half the country down. Um, yes, conservatives uh, went into the Capitol on January 6th. I'm aware of that. All of this is bad. Let's pray. Let's hope that people that don't like this decision will peacefully protest and use their votes um, to speak on their behalf. Let's hope law and order maintains. I would suggest, especially to the mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska, that if there are protests here, they are handled this time if there is a mob and destruction of property with law and order. Okay? Law and order. So there's my PSA for people that maybe are thinking about getting crazy over this decision. Now, here in Nebraska, what I think is interesting is um, Governor Ricketts, as well as several state senators, have talked that if this came down, there may be a special session in the legislature. And um, and we also obviously have the filibuster uh, in place. And so that's going to be real interesting. Scott points this out in his text um, of what's going to happen here. I think that, you know, again, waiting, cooler heads prevail. Uh, we decide, but you you would think, as Nebraska has said, that they are going to try to uh, really outlaw abortion, as I've best understood it from the governor and other folks here through a, a special session in legislature. And so that's going to cause a lot of fireworks. There's no doubt about it. Um, that's what we know right now. Um, if you ask people, I will tell you this. Things have changed over the years for people. I think I first remember Bush 1 talking about this. Um, I, uh, am against abortion, but I do believe in it in the cases of rape and incest and like violent crimes. And so, um, that's my stance on it always has been. And, uh, I think that, you know, I don't get into any kind of crazy, uh, heartfelt debates about it, um, in that area, you know, it's just, that's where I stand on it. And, uh, that's where I think I'll stand my whole life. If Nebraska goes down a road that says all are, I I would not think that that's the right decision. I I think that in cases of rape, incest, and other kind of violent crimes that cause a female to be pregnant, um, there should be that option and, uh, you know, legal or otherwise. So we will see, but it is a hot, hot topic and um and again i'm I'm forthright in in what I feel on the subject um Dakota has had some great thoughts um you know I'll read them to you, and I appreciate Dakota you texting in but uh the text says, uh, have we come to terms with the hypocrisy of the court question mark states don't have the rights to ban a type of gun yesterday, but today the states do have the right to outlaw a medical procedure um well, I, you know, I guess hypocrisy of the court um, is your opinion. Um, in the end of the day, I look at the court as uh, kind of the keeper house of the laws of the land. And I'm sure from every type of optic, um, that's not an invalid thought by you. Um, 
we're all going to see either, you know, the court is great. Oh, the court is, you know, has a lot of hypocrisy. Um, with regard to your thought, um, they've weighed in on uh, Roe v. Wade and given that back to the states, and the states will take action. Um, I'm not quite sure when you say rights to ban a type of gun um, with regard to the Second Amendment one in New York. New York was simply saying, uh, you know, they were outlawing people being able to carry a gun. Um, unless you, you know, were rich and famous and knew the mayor, so to speak, <laughs> or the governor and could go get one. Um, so there's there's a little bit of difference there, I think. Uh, but I think your feelings are, are legitimate to a degree. And then you also say, um, with regard to Roe v. Wade, and again, we're talking about Dakota here on the text line, the Rick Stein recognition text line. Uh, don't tell me it's because abortion isn't mentioned in the Constitution. That's what Roe and Casey were all about, the nebulous guarantee to a right of privacy for medical procedures. Uh, 92% of abortions are in the first trimester, take a pill, and there's just heavy flow. Okay, I'm not up to speed on the numbers of 92% of abortions. Um, I just don't know within the first trimester. I'm not that educated on it. Um, what I would say is that with regard to Roe and Casey, uh, much like Richard, when he says that, you know, the Supreme Court's rulings on uh, gun rights are completely wrong, that's his opinion. Um, I would say that uh, the Supreme Court just weighed in on Roe and the Casey stuff and said, no. That was all wrong, and it went on for what forty some years um and in the law today, that decision was wrong, and so the law has changed as of today, and that's what the Supreme Court ruled on, as you know, I don't think that the government's perfect, I don't think the court's perfect, but I do respect the process of you know, trying to govern 350 million people and that our laws and our mechanisms have held up for a very long time. And that's kind of where I see it, um, opposed to getting kind of emotional about it, so to speak. Uh, but I do appreciate your text and kind of your thoughts on the issue. Uh, let's go to Everyman Dan on line one. Hey, thanks for taking my uh, uh, call, Commander. Um, can I put in a request for Armalite Rifle by Gang of Four? Are you guys taking requests? Uh, <laughs> we're not, but I have clarified Armalite Rifle just as a uh, term for the audience. <laughs> well, um, Commander, we, I think uh, I agree with you. We have to demand that uh, that, that uh, the city doesn't allow any violent riots in Lincoln again this summer because of these rulings. Well, not only that, they they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be essentially pouring gasoline on them either, and going down there and sitting with them and telling the police to stand down and trying to get them out of jail if they get put in jail for breaking laws. That's right. I think that the officials on our city council, the mayor, the county board, they're drunk with power, and they're driving the city into the ditch. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That Dan, Dan. <laughs> what? Well, um, but anyway, I also wanted to uh, comment on uh, Richard, uh, the, the very uh, knowledgeable and uh, good caller, Richard. I think that the people are the militia in the, the Second Amendment. And so it's, it's necessary for the free state to have a militia, which is the armed populace. Well, here's what's funny. Do you remember a couple of shows back? I went over that right in the uh, in United States code. It describes yeah. what militia is. And it is, in fact, um, 
it is the people, and there are uh, there are different levels of militia. One is the people. Another one is people in the National Guard and things like that. So, I mean, yeah. it, it holds up that argument in our current laws. I mean, it's not even a question. Absolutely. And I, I, we don't want a cockeyed uh, city council or county government to allow uh, our guns to be taken away or riots in the streets. We need a peaceful populace. And, and it's it's really clear that an armed populace is a peaceful populace if if it's if it's uh, law-abiding people that have the guns. If they take away guns and arms from law-abiding people, then it'll just be as the old cliche: only outlaws will have guns. And then you take—I mean, you look at the Tulsa race massacre in uh, almost a hundred years ago, and how horrible that was for a population that wasn't armed when when uh, horrible people came in armed and and hurt hurt those people it's a disaster yeah well good good thoughts every man dan as always and appreciate it i gotta go i gotta get my toddler in for an experimental vaccine okay (laughs) you're on fire today all right thanks bye every man dan uh tim on the text line i am listening uh i do appreciate that text um Yes, we do seem to have a repetitive nature of the same callers on this show. I think there are some diehards, and I think um, they uh, they not only call this show, they call several shows around uh, the Regent. Um, and while we have Whatever Wednesday, which is open call line, um, I also do like to do call lines uh, You know, in between segments. And you're right, we get inundated with that. And I, one, don't want that to be to discourage anybody from calling whether you're a first time caller or not because I'll tell you what we take every call we take every text i mean if i can't get your text on air i'll i'll write you back you know after the show so we're very open to that but uh point well taken that uh we sometimes get uh repetitive with callers uh which we can't control who calls in and uh would love for people that haven't called in to call in and offer up your opinions. And Tim, I will. I'll try to think of a way to uh, to manage this, okay? Appreciate it. 1,499.3KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3KLIN. Johnny, it just dawned on me. And everybody, thanks for a good Frogman Friday. We covered uh, Supreme Court decisions today. Uh, both on the Second Amendment and Roe v. Wade. A lot of callers, a lot of texters, um, and I appreciate that. Some real good thoughts, and I appreciate Tim's constructive criticism on other callers, meaning uh, trying to open it up. And we will. We'll we'll think of a way to get that done, because we like variety as well on the show. But, you know, uh, I also enjoy the callers that are dedicated and call in and have some thoughts, and every once in a while um, it's repetitive, and or there's every man Dan who throws some secret <laughs> language in there that you had to be listening closely. But Johnny, what I was going to ask you to finish the show was uh, if you heard the promo coming just on this segment, they say DTL given everyone the four one one. Yep. Right. Do you know what the four one one is? Um, I mean, given a definition off the top of my head, I don't really have. Oh, okay. This is a generational thing, and I knew it. I listened to it, and I thought. Half of America doesn't even know what the 411 is. It's info. It's oh, yeah. info. We used to have to call 411 on the telephones 
It was information. You're completely right. And now you're so, saying that. I'm like, so, oh, duh. Right, right. But I'm thinking, and I'm like, there's a whole, there's four generations of Americans right now that have no idea what the 411 is. And, you know, Back in the day when we had to put, you know, and I'm going to date myself, but there's people that are going to go, oh, Commander, we used to have to put a dime in the phone. For me, it was just a quarter. Uh, And I got so mad when it moved up to 35 cents, and then we had two area codes because, you know, I had to pay more. But in the end of the day, 411 is info, and that's what it means. And so uh, maybe we're just going to have to. I, I want to keep saying 411 on the intros. Hey, everybody, I want you to have a great weekend. Go back and listen to LNK today and Inner Sandman talking about DTL because those guys got us. No doubt about it. 1,499.3 KLI.